Paul and Angie Lingzo, founders of the Lingzo Fitness Academy, bring you the missing piece. Mission, mindset, and mechanics for your complete transformation. As creators of the Anti-Diet Mindset Reprogram, Paul and Angie have all the missing pieces you need to make the leap to your best life. Welcome to The Missing Piece. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Missing Piece. This is take like seven here. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can't get it together because it's been uh, that kind of Monday. So hello, Angie. Hello, Paul. Again. What's up? (laughs) <laughs> Not much, but yeah. we're here and we're getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Happy Monday. So we had uh, a plethora of topics we want to talk about today, or but we I think we settled on one. I think you're going to love Angie because I'm just going to tell you what it is now. Okay, right. <laughs> because you're just, um, you just get it sprung on you like that. But what we're going to talk about is back in the day something we used to preach uh, at the old gym. You know, and early in my career, this is something I used to preach that I realize now is just completely lame. <laughs> and I would never uh, discuss this really as a marketing or selling point ever again. So I'm, I'm excited to tell you guys about this complete 180 that I've done. Complete 180. Okay. Are you so excited, Angie? Well, actually, there's two, there's two 180s I've done in my career. The first one is on toe shoes. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I rescind my endorsement of toe oh, shoes. No. <laughs> but but the, if you guys, are, I'm talking about the Vibram five finger shoes. I had a pair, like, I'm not going to lie. That's a different story. But, uh, but this is a different one I did. So uh, anyway, before, before we get into it, just if you haven't seen what we're up to online, Go to missingpeacepodcast.com. See what we've got to offer there. There's a button for Paul, a button for Angie. And, you know, long story short, if the content that we put out on this podcast resonates with you, you're probably going to like some of the goodies that we have on our website there. And you're probably going to want to talk to us about working with us. It's it's a natural progression. You know, people whose values align and who have a similar viewpoint as you, but have an expertise on a certain topic, they're, th- those are the people you want to work with, right? And so if you're sitting here and you listen to podcasts and you follow us on our Facebook group and all this stuff, there's a good chance you'd be an amazing client and we could really help you out. So we would love to talk to you guys about that. All right. Um, and as, speaking of the Facebook group, get in there. We do free trainings every single week. Uh, ah, damn it. I knew the topic I was covering this week. Oh shit. Did I, we're talking about not fall. We're talking about black and white thinking this week in the Facebook group. And I'm super excited about it because we have a, a PDF giveaway to kind of help you sort through the madness that is the holidays and that trips people up. So I'm excited to bring you that a live training on Thursdays, which we do live trainings every Thursday, uh, but then B just keep going with more and more free resources. Anywho, that was a really long intro. Sorry guys. I think you're just excited to be talking on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's, it's been the last, the last podcast I did was at three in the morning before we left. For, you are nuts. Yeah. Um, before we left for Thanksgiving, but anyway, Okay. Here's Let's, here's the one idea I did. I used to be like, man, I'm still laughing about your five toe finger shoes. Yeah, if you if you dig back hard enough on my Facebook page, you might you'll see him running a five k in his shoes. Yeah, yeah, you might see that. You might see me doing some kettlebells in them. But um, anyway, the one eighty I did that's so lame is when people talk about like, man, 
you want to train for life so that when you're 70, you can get up and down off the ground with your grandkids. And I just think that's so dorky now. Like, it's obviously a good cause. Nobody's going to be like, oh, that's a stupid reason to train. Nobody's going to say that. But the way that my worldview has shifted since I preached that is I'm so much more about doing things that make you feel alive now. You know what I mean? And of course you have to continue to move. And of course you have to continue to strength train. Of course you have to continue to keep your mobility work up so that you can be spry into your 70s, 80s and beyond. Of course you can. But nobody gets fucking fired up to do that. That's not enough to motivate you to change right now. Yeah. It's not enough to ignite a fire in your belly. It's just not. Nobody gets fired up to be like, you know, they get out of bed at four in the morning and they're just like, oh, and they put their hoodie on and they drink a pre-workout and they're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go lower my cholesterol. (laughs) I'm going to have a better blood panel next time I go for my checkup. People don't do that shit. And the reason it doesn't fire you up is because it's just playing not to lose. It's playing for... To see how long you can play the game of life for, which is cool, I guess, but it's really only cool if you're having fun while you play it, you know, and it's the same reason people in their 20s don't get fired up to put money in their retirement accounts because it's like, yeah, I understand intellectually the concept of compound interest and I can have more money later. I get that. Like I'm talking from the viewpoint of a 20 year old but also it's just like isn't there more to life than just grinding away so you don't die broke (laughs) you know what i mean like isn't there more to it than that isn't there more to physical movement isn't there more to life than just making sure that you don't end up a cripple i mean that's the easiest piece to maintain that's so easy to do isn't there more that you could strive for that actually excites you and it begs a bigger question. I mean, these two things are parallel, right? Because it's like, am, am I just going to work? It, uh, just going to work my ass off in, in you know, delay gratification now, so I can not die broke. That is such a low. That is such a low standard to keep for yourself. And if you're like, hey, I'm going to hit the gym now just so I don't end up immobile. That is such a low standard to set for yourself. There's a difference between building a business that has a big enough impact on the world that it creates abundance for you. Striving for abundance will get you excited so much more than not being broke. Not be, striving to not be broke will get you to move initially, but man, it'll, it'll burn out. And there's more to life than just saying, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I don't end up just completely immobilized. Like there's a lot of things you can do between the day you're 25 or 30 years old and the day that you're 75 or 80 and you have grandkids. Like there's a lot of shit you can strive for that excites you, that makes you feel alive between now and then. And that's why I don't talk about longevity anymore. What do you think, Ange? You still picturing those toe shoes? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm still. I'm just trying to come up with my thoughts on it. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll keep talking if you want to yeah. continue to collect your thoughts. You know, it's not. It's not a bad goal. It's not that those things are. You know, 
I guess that's more what I was trying to think of. You know, someone that might be their goal. And it really it isn't a bad goal. But I get what you're saying in terms of, you know, what you're doing today should excite you. Right. Like, I I think you totally nailed it. Saying that you are waking up at four in the morning, 40 years old with a demanding job and kids to be excited for one day to climb up a ladder with your grandkids. It's not enough. Right. Like it should excite you today. Like for me, working out excites me because of the self-esteem and self-confidence I gain from it, which makes me be a powerful woman in my job, with my kids, in our career, like with everything. The benefits are right now. They're right now. Right. And now a bonus will be like, I'm going to be pretty fit as F. Right. When I am a grandma. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, Yes. Yes. And that's, I guess it's the old saying in, you know, I don't know if it's kind of cliche to say it or not, but it's like reach for the moon and you end up on the stars. You know what I mean? Where it's like, if you, if you strive for some physical goals that get you really fired up, you know what I mean? If you're, if you're out here in your twenties, thirties and forties and you're, you're getting strong as hell and you're doing athletic shit and you're running races, um, that's uh, shooting for the moon, right? Like you're, you're setting a high standard for yourself by default. Now you quote unquote, end up among the stars. Yeah. You get, now you get to continue to be spry and athletic longer because you're using your, your, your body. Right. Yeah. That's more. Yeah. I yeah. was just trying to like put my thoughts around it. Cause I got what you were saying. Yeah. And we used to have a lot of people that would come to the gym and be like, you know, I'm doing this because I want to be able to move around with my grandkids one day. Yeah. And we were all about it for a while, right? Like it made sense to us, but I get what you're saying. It's like, well, no, you should be doing this because you want to do this for right now. So you can right. become maybe better at some extracurriculars you want to do or yeah. be, be more mobile outside of here to be more active in your current stage of life. And Love that's it. what I've loved about being in the training industry is to see mm. more, whether it be athletics or leisure like activities start to happen with people because they feel better in their body. Yeah, totally. And uh, I just want to ask you, like out of, out of those folks who came in and had that goal, how many of them made massive lifestyle changes? <laughs> I knew what you were going to ask me. How many, how many changed something about there's people who came in, there's people who came in with that stated goal who said, I want to maintain that ability who were already living active lifestyles and then added weight training in to supplement an active lifestyle. They did awesome. Awesome. Zero people turned their life around. That used that as their... Came zero people. Negative weight was lost. (laughs) (laughs) Like these pictures came in, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't fire you up. Right. And, And what's more, and this is what I'm all about. Negative weight. Negative weight was lost, right? Because they go, well, I work out now, so now I can eat more food. Um, That is what happens. That's what happens, right? And so the point is, I'm all about elevating everybody around you, right? Or or I, I shouldn't even say that. I'm all about the concept of influence. Whether you want to or not, you are constantly influencing and being influenced by the people around you. And if you constantly have low standards for yourself, you are normalizing low standards. You are normalizing it. You are actively influencing people to do less with their God-given talents and abilities by you shooting and not using yours. And if the more people pick up on that vibe around you, the more it pulls the collective standards for the group down. 
when the opposite is also true. That when you decide you want more for yourself, it gives people permission to want more for themselves. And then you normalize taking big swings. You normalize living big. And then it becomes fun and everybody around you starts doing it too. And everybody else starts seeing what they're made of. You know, everybody else breaks those shackles of, you know, self-imposed mediocrity. And that to me is just the saddest thing to see somebody go to their grave because they kept such low standards for themselves because they just didn't think they were capable of more. You know, I believe the word superhuman is redundant. I believe all humans are capable of many, many super feats. If you look, at, I mean, if you just look at what it took for you to be here, like all the ancestors that had to survive just crazy ass conditions to have you alive right here, like you have the, you have greatness in you regardless. You are, you are a super being. And to sit here and be like, well, I just want to make sure that I can get up and down off a couch without groaning. And I want to make sure I have enough money to fund me dying after I stop working. That's ridiculous. That is such a waste. That is such a waste of God-given talent and ability because everybody, everybody on this planet has more in them than that. The problem, the handcuffs, the shackles is just a belief system. And it's, and it's, and it's, I don't know where it gets put on people, but somehow it does where it's like, they just don't believe they see people doing cool shit. They see people living big lives, but they don't believe it's for them. They don't believe it's possible for them. And so, you know, they, but they don't believe it. So they set their standards low because they don't want, they don't want to swing big and miss, right? They don't want to fail. So they take a safe, a low standard is the route of safety. You know, it's saying, Hey, I'm going to make it so I'm going to make it impossible to fail by making my goal so small. And so it's just impossible to miss. And then I can feel kind of good about the fact that I achieved my target. But when that day comes on my deathbed where I'm like, look at that, I was able to, maintain a squat and I, uh, Hey, I was even able to pay off the nursing home and not burden my kids on that day. You're always going to wonder what you were capable of. You're going to look back at the massive opportunities that were in front of you. and You're going to be so sad. He didn't take them. You're going to be so sad. You didn't develop your physical body. You're going to be so sad. You didn't push yourself a little bit more in your career that you didn't take big risks. Because survival is almost a given in this day and age. Our fear of failure comes down to, it's, it's a survival mechanism. If I fail in a career and I fail financially, I don't get to eat and I die. I don't get to eat and have shelter and I die and my offspring die. That's like the, the caveman thinking, right? That's the wiring. Except that... <laughs> It doesn't really, like very few people in America starve to death. Very few. It's almost like you can get help. You can get food. You can get money. You can get credit cards. 
right? Like it, it's, it's almost impossible to fail. Like as long as you can keep moving, you can keep making money. You can keep surviving. And so if you really look at it like that, like, look, no matter what happens, no matter what risk I take in my career, if I take a risk on asking the girl out, if I take a risk on building the business that I want to build, if I take a risk by spending time to develop my physical talents or just whatever, spending time, however you want, you're taking a risk by say, you know, you're taking a risk by going after something that quote unquote doesn't add up. You're not going to die if you do that. But you are going to die really fucking sad later on in your life when you look at all those things you didn't do. And so when I see people saying, talking about longevity and fitness, it's a part of the discussion. Yes, of course it is. Like you don't want to go so hard in the paint on powerlifting and jujitsu that you're a cripple by the time you're 50. Of course, longevity is a piece of the equation. But when you make it the end goal and literally the only thing you strive for, all you're saying is, I don't think I can do any better. And rather than find out what I'm made of, which would entail the risk of failure, I'm just going to play it safe and pretend like this goal is super noble. I think that's bullshit. I think fitness is more than that. I think fitness is a key, a slice of a life a slice of your life that when done properly and when you take charge of it, you are opening up the doors to live a much bigger life. And on the flip side, if you decide that you're just going to throw it away and you're not going to, you're not going to pursue big things. You're not going to pursue a plus fitness or whatever. You're going to settle. I should say you're going to settle for average in your fitness that's going to bleed in other areas of your life and you're going to settle elsewhere. You know, I think I've said enough. What do you think, Ange? I think so too. <laughs> so that's, that's the 180 I did. And, um, yeah, I just think, I think life. Is, what do you train for? I train like for right now to excite you. I do jujitsu. I'm running an ultra marathon. I train to be fucking jacked. So I have fun pumping my muscles and wearing cutoffs. Yeah. Shit. That's fun. Like literally just things that are fun to me. I, I, I am not going to be on the podium when I run that ultra marathon next year. And I don't care. I The point isn't to be a winner and everything. The point is just to build a resume of cool shit that you've done. Right. I don't know if I'll ever compete in jujitsu again. doesn't matter. I'm having fun again, which by the way, when I did compete, it stopped being fun. So it's, they may, there's no rhyme or reason to those exercises. I will likely never fist fight someone. It doesn't mean I can't have fun doing jujitsu. I do not need to run whatever the race is, 40 something consecutive miles to be, to have aerobic fitness. I don't need to do that. I can, I can build aerobic fitness with much less, but I don't want to getting on an elliptical and getting in my little, you know, my little aerobic zone for 30 to 45 minutes doesn't do anything for me in terms of that fire in the belly, but having the image of going out and testing my grit and training three days a week for the course of a year and slowly building, 
slowly building confidence every time I get a little bit faster, every time I run a little bit further. That's the shit that lights me up. You know? I got some thinking to do with my own stuff. (laughs) I literally just lift weights because it's fun. That's why I lift weights. That's because it's fun. That's why I do all this stuff. It's that's the thing. You, you don't have like you don't that have to. Running's do, not fun to me. If running's not fun for you, then don't do an ultra marathon. Yeah, right. Go do something else. Um, you know, it's like when I, whenever I see a video of somebody finishing an Ironman, and they're like, "Angie Lingzo, you are an Ironman. This is so cool." Do you, do, you, do you know what I'm talking about or no? Like you can, you can like, if you finish an Ironman race, like at the end of it, as you run through the finish line, which has Ironman at the top, they, 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 they read your number, right. And they say your name they say, you are an Ironman. That's fucking dope. And it's always like dark out. Cause it's like a 12 hour race. So it's like nighttime by the time you finish the marathon you're all exhausted and emotional and you watch people do this. I'm like, man, that's so cool. I want to experience that. And then I'm also like, I also hate swimming and biking though. <laughs> so I'll, like, I'll figure something out. Maybe I'll do it one day. I don't know. But I also hate swimming and biking. So the training for it and even just the execution of the race itself wouldn't be that fun for me. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to do it. Um, fun, you know, fun, fun takes a lot of different meanings for a lot of people. A lot of people are, oh, I mean, just going for a run for a couple hours on a weekend. Like, that's not fun for me. No, I get that. I get that. I get that. But the fun part is seeing the progress. And the, the fun part is seeing what you're made of, right? And the fun part is getting in a month, two months, three months later and looking back and being like, I, holy shit, I can't believe how much I've forced my body to adapt. Like, this is so cool. And just seeing the miracle that is your body and that is the adaptable physiology that we have. And there are so many ways that it adapts, whether it's through aerobic and endurance training or strength training or building muscle or learning repetitive pattern, patterns in sports that you can't even execute as you, as you think about them on day one. In 30 days, 60 days, 90 days later, you can execute these patterns precisely without even thinking about it because it's ingrained in your nervous system. That's the fun part. Seeing the progress. You, you, you just don't get to have fun if you never try. If you're just training for longevity. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, you know, before I go off on another aside, I'm just going to call it there. But that's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lighthearted topic, like a joke about longevity being dorky. And of course, it should be a part of the equation. But man, the way the way we do workouts, what we're training for, so to speak, it's so much bigger than that. It's not about surviving, right? We've talked about this before: surviving versus thriving. It's not about surviving and just playing the game of life longer. It's about burning up every resource, every ounce of potential you have in you while you're here, so that you can feel alive while you're playing the game. And I think that's everything. I think that's. I think that's everything. That's the difference between a certified trainer who can tell you the right rep range and can tell you how to, you know, whatever. I did all that shit too. It's the difference between a certified trainer and a coach who's got some life experience and who has a message that goes with it. And has, you know what I mean? Has a, has a reason why they do what they do. And, and if you can see that message, you can see those values that that person has and how they apply those values to their fitness and to their business and to every other area of life. And that's the person you want to be around. 
know. Sound good, Ange? We got to go pick some kids up from Sounds daycare. Sounds good. All right. You all have a blessed, well, it'll be Wednesday when this comes out. Y'all have a blessed Wednesday. We'll talk to you soon.